Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to episode 18. Hey, let me ask you. I've got Debbie Dejanovic here in studio. We're going to talk about some police stuff here in a second. But let me, you're a professional broadcaster. Is this a silly gimmick thing I've been doing, numbering all the episodes? Kind of. Kind of? <laughs> it is a little bit, right? <laughs> I you said that. I was like, where would he come up with episode if I, 18? <laughs> if I'm honest, the opinions are so split. There are some folks, and maybe they're just blowing smoke, you know, because whatever. Uh, but they say, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. It's so like hip. It's like the podcast. All the cool kids are going to uh, identify with that. And then... If I'm honest, it's the professionals who are telling me, "Yeah, what are you doing there, man? What do you? What do you? What happens when you take a sick day? I mean, I like to call them sick of work days. But- that's, a, that's a good point. And so we have, the, like, when I took a day off for for the for New Year's, we played a repeat episode. Does that get its own number, or does? And then how about this? How about if I uh, if uh, if my terror and self consciousness ever wears off and someone fills in for me, uh, do they get? Is that an episode, or is it just me? I don't if it's know. me filling in for you, yes, I get my own episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, well, thank you. Anyway, uh, sorry for that uh, diversion. The reason you're joining us in the studio today is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I think we should be high-fiving law enforcement officers across the state of Utah today. And uh, they do it every year, uh, January 9th, um, and uh, it's today. And, we, yeah, I mean, in fact, we had... Uh, U.S. Attorney John Huber on the line with us during our show today, and he said, in fact, why don't you stop by the precinct and bring him a box of donuts? Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have- yeah, I think, I think, Lee, the issue is with, with law enforcement is uh, we, we love them when we need them, yeah. but we can't stand them when the red and blues are in our rearview mirror after we've been caught going 90 miles an hour over the speed limit. You know, I it, so you know, we have this sort of this love-hate relationship with law enforcement. I think we should learn to appreciate them more. And over in years in the recent years, there's almost, almost been a political uh divide defined by whether or not you support law enforcement. Uh there's there's blue lives matter, black lives matter. That's an oversimplification, uh but uh, but I almost see sometimes the uh, you know, the flag with the blue line. Uh you, you see that and you and I don't know what this says or what this means, but I, the observation is, for me at least, that uh, that there is this odd divide, and it breaks my heart. Yeah, it's hard to watch. And I, years ago, when I was uh, the investigative reporter at KSL Television, uh, myself and uh, Candace Madsen, who's a producer here for years, and we've worked oh, together for talented. twenty. Oh, yeah, incredible. We, we teamed up. Um, it, it was right after my friend. Um, um, Doug Barney was killed in the line of duty with Unified Police Department. And there were all these protests spinning up across the nation about, you know, police actions. And we really delved into uh, that issue, that very issue of understanding law enforcement 
work and why they have to do the things that they do, um, what kind of policies they work under and why they have authority to do things that we just can't do. Like we can't just go out and go undercover. But law enforcement is given and granted authority to be able to do that so they can solve crime. Um, And then the other thing that we really delved into was the ethics of the media and all of this. And and were we giving voice to the same protesters over and over and over again? And and it really turned out, um, we in fact interviewed um, a, a um, a professor of ethics out of my my college, Arizona State University, the university I attended, and he said, "Yeah, we tend to do that in the media. We we give the same microphone to the same people over and over again. So, really, is it all of Utah who's concerned about what law enforcement, or just a, a small number of people who are, we've just given a, a loud voice to?" I, I think that's it, and that was what we found. I've been speaking coincidentally on this topic the last couple of days. We talk about uh, protesters are. Is a protester, you know, I know that they were Times People of the Year a few years ago or whatever, but protesters are protesters and the gathering of them who we see out front of the federal building just the other day, uh, protesting, are they truly a cross-section of anything or are they the outliers? I try to think, I look into my like social circle, my family, and I, I'm hard-pressed to, to identify the folks in my circle who have ever uh, held up a sign and protested in March. I like to think, and I don't know how to prove this, I like to think that there's overwhelming support for law enforcement. I think in the state of Utah, we enjoy much more support for law enforcement. I mean, occasionally, like we saw this weekend, we saw the confrontation with protesters or confronting, you know, Salt Lake City Police Department as they were trying to clean up the homeless camps around the the city, uh, city hall building in downtown Salt Lake City. And you see that from time to time. But as the chief of police pointed out, these are the same protesters that they saw at the Inland Port protests and other protests and at City Hall when they were protesting uh, some of the homeless issues. And so I think we're seeing maybe what we're kind of dubbing professional protesters. They may not get paid, but they're certainly getting very good at what they do. I see them on social sure. media, too, sort of drumming up support within their group yeah. to you know get downtown to protest. I don't think it's as organic, organic as we it maybe once was. Yeah, I think you're right. And one thing you and I know, working in this industry, uh, when it comes to like giving voice to those who show up to the rally kind of repeatedly, and we're we're going to these repeat offenders, quote unquote, uh, mm-hmm. for comments. It's because you know resources are limited. Uh, you know we can't be knocking on every door. We can't poll every single issue. Uh, and it sometimes is the loudest voice that gets the microphone. One of the things, uh, Lee, that I realized today when we were talking about law enforcement days, you know, I was a law enforcement wife for for many, many years, and we were a law enforcement family. And what I think most of the public may not understand, and it's just no fault of their own, they just aren't, uh, you know, integrated into a law enforcement family, is what goes on day in and day out with some of these law enforcement officers. I think back and I remember um, my husband was, um, you know, parked issuing a ticket and a DUI driver crashed into the back of his police car at 70 miles an hour. I mean, he sustained serious injuries. Um, he was uh, sued in federal court. We were there for four years in federal court and we won yeah. the case in less than an hour. The jury came down in, in our favor. I say our favor because we went through that together. And he was hit by a van and injured, um, you know, on and on and on. The list is so long. And that is just in the few minutes that I sat down and tried to recall all the things that we went through. And that's just one police officer in the state of Utah, one police officer in the entire nation. It just, it kind of never ends when you're in law enforcement. I mean, I cannot even recall the number of movies we didn't end up going to because we had to divert. There was a bank robbery in progress or somebody needed their tire changed. And, you know, that's why I say give 
cops a, a high five today. Do that today in particular. Today is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Uh, in just the last moment uh, we have left, let me ramble for a second. I wish that I wish life was different. I wish that we could live multiple lives. I'm absolutely thrilled and happy doing this talk show thing, uh, but there are other lives I'd like to live. I would love to live the life of a law enforcement officer. I'd love to be a teacher. I'd love to do all these things, but cop is up there at the top of the list. If I could go back and rewrite my own story, uh, I, I might be wearing a uniform, and it kind of kills me I, I never went down that road. Why not? What can I do? Now, could 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 you? Do, were you fear of the job? Not enough pay? I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of people are are wrestling with that same thing that you are. They want to do that, or they want to be in public service, but what's the reason why they don't? go into that. I'll tell you what, if you're listening right now, if you're asking yourself that question, if you're at a kind of a transitional stage of life, maybe you're coming out of high school, coming out of college. Uh, I spoke just the other day to former Utah Highway Patrolman Lee Perry. He just uh, retired. I almost uh. graduated. He, uh, <laughs> he just retired after 31 years and he let us know that uh, UHP until the end of the month, uh, they're accepting applications. So make your uh, way over to the utah.gov site, uh, click and clack around to the applications for UHP. And if you've got it, uh, maybe that'll be your career field. Uh, Debbie Janovic, I'm grateful to you for joining us today on this occasion of Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Thanks for your insight. Thanks for having me, Lee. Thank you. Uh, listen, next up, I told you uh, there wasn't going to be much on Iran today. Next segment, I promise, it's our last Iran segment of the day. Uh, Utah First District Congressman Rob Bishop is going to call in, and we're going to talk about this House Concurrent Resolution 83, uh, which is being forwarded by Nancy Pelosi in the House today. It is dealing with war powers. She would like to tie the hands of the president. I'm going to tell you in the next segment why that's a fruitless effort of hers. Coming up next, Rob Bishop on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.